dear friends, thank you so much for joining in for yet another episode of Share the Well. We've really been um, grateful to uh, God and many of our friends to bring this uh, episode, bring these episodes to you. And today we have a really special episode, at least for me, in my heart. You know, um, I, it's it's so inspiring to kind of meet young people who have such a deep understanding of uh, some of the issues that we, I don't think we give enough credit to. So you're going to meet Sovan Das, a uh, um, very young man who I actually met at work and we kind of uh, got to exchange some ideas, share the books that we're reading and uh, as I peered into his mind, I was like, this, this ma- young man is such an inspiration. Even just talking to him has been such a pleasure for me. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, we talk a lot of things. I think the first piece, uh, this is going to come in two episodes. So the first episode or the first piece is essentially around delayed gratification. You know, I was chuckling in my mind as he was talking through it because you don't expect that from a 24-year-old who has just been out of college getting into his first job. and. As I discussed with him, I was just blown away, to be honest with you, in terms of um, his understanding, uh, more than his understanding, his desire and drive uh, to pursue that. So take a listen, enjoy the episode, and I will um, talk to you guys end of this episode. Good. So what I generally ask my guests to do is uh, give a brief introduction of who you are, who is Sovan Das, and you know, what's been Sovan's uh, journey been till now. That'll be, be awesome. And then we'll start from there and then figure out where we want to head out. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. So how would you describe yourself? Sovan? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, you know, describing myself. Um, I think it all starts with like how I was brought up you know, because for me, I wasn't born in the, um, in America, right? I was born in India, you know, so, um, you know, I came he- here when I was eight years old. So, you know, and seeing where my family came from, you know, that's what really instills the values in me, right? Because if you just look at my parents, right, my parents don't have, you know, college degrees, you know, they have high school education, they didn't really have as, as much back home in India, right? We had to pretty much sell a lot of our stuff right um and we always have this conversation because you know um you know without you know there's has to be a lot of sacrifices you know in order to get the success that you want right so i came here you know from a very young i came here when i was eight you know um when we came here um we didn't have a car right we had to go through you know um you know, drive, not drive. We had to walk to grocery stores, right? We had to live with our cousins for very, you know, few years. So seeing, you know, where we came from and in, and kind of like looking through the past, you know, that's like the values I feel like what's in me, right? For me, I feel like, um, you know, the values is, you know, I just love to just give back, you know, give back to the community, you know, do something, you know, um, whereas charity, you know, donations, because I know the struggle that a lot of people go through, right, especially during this time, right, during the past year with COVID, you know, um, we do a lot of charity and donation back home, because we want to 
give back to our community back in India. So for me, that's a big um, value is being able to give back, you know, um, and being able to just, I don't know, being um, a people person, right? I love, you know, just getting to um, talk with people, network with people, just get to know each other, you know, and just develop that connection between each other because the human connection is so strong, right? And just being able to understand um, each other, you know? So for me, you know, on the top of my head, I think that would, that would be like the two values, you know, that, you know, would describe me. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, so presuming that, you know, obviously you did all of your education in the US, right? And, um, you know, uh, we'll come back to some stories. Yeah, I don't want to sure. put myself. This is this show. This is about you <laughs> today. <laughs> okay. So what, I have to remind myself to kind yeah. of say this is about Solvent. So uh, you, you did your basic, ed- you took a science undergrad and grad, right? Is that, yeah, is I, that- I went to, uh, I studied, uh, uh, studied uh, biology. I went to Temple University in Philadelphia. Okay. And that's how you kind of, that, that was your first, that, then you foray, that's your foray into where you are today, right? At Merck uh, is from Temple, right? Yeah. So that, it's actually, I had a lot of experiences, right? So for me, um, what I really like is, you know, I tell this to a lot of the younger p- people that ask me for advice, right? Um, I tell them you need to get experience. Right. If you're not getting the experience, how do you know you're gonna, this is something for you that you're going to do rest of your life, you know, in a way. Right. So for me, um, when I was in college, I was I was actually pre-med. Right. I wanted to go to the medical school, you know, so I shadowed a lot of doctors, you know, emergency doctors, anesthesiologists, um, radiologists. Um, I was a medical scribe. So that means I was working 12 hour shift while I was a freshman in college. I was actually in the room with the doctor where I was seeing, you know, um, why the patient was there, you know, and diagnosis, you know, and the discharge, you know, from the beginning to the end. So having that exposure early on, I realized um, pursuing that path was not for me, you know, the doctor path. And that's when I started to, you know, do a little bit more research. And I was actually a pharmacy technician part-time while I was in college. And that's where, um, I was exposed to pharma, right? Having that exposure to pharmacy technician, I was seeing all these drugs, you know, initially, I was just very curious, right? I'm a curious human being. So um, I started doing research and all of that stuff. And I started to do, um, you know, a few different internships in college. And that's where I was able to, you know, um, get to my career right now. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. So you said you're a curious kid, right? I mean, you're curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that kind of begin? Were, were you always like that since a child or did it kind of grow over the years? That is a good question. I don't think I was always like that as a child. I think it um, started to grow over the years. You know, I started to realize more of the world, right? Um, there's so many different things, you know, and especially coming from a different country, you realize, you know, world is different, right? Mm. You know, people who doesn't travel the border, you know, they just think America is America, right? But if you go to, you know, uh, South America, if you go to India, there's so many different lifestyles, right? So for me, I started to become more curious because as I started to travel more, and also I started to read a lot of different books, right? I started to um, 
read different books from and be able to understand their mindset you know and based on that i started to critical think more you know based ask a lot of questions you know why is this happening you know you know why because of this you know is this is why is this also happening so based on that you know i was just curious and i just started being curious about the world in general wow that's <laughs> awesome yeah I, the that that question of why very few right. people actually ask mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. um it's, uh, funny because um as I see, because everybody's kind of focused on the what, what's mm -hmm. happening, right? Rather than you know the deeper question of why. Yeah, um, that's that's true well, because uh, most people it's all about the what and the how, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's a book that I read. It's called Start with Why by Simon Sinek, right? Mm -hmm. He talks about you know why you know because the why is important, right? If your why is not strong enough, you know the what or the how they don't really matter, right? So it starts with, you know, the inner circle, right? He talks about the brain in general, you know, in that book. And he talks about, you know, how why is something that most people really should think about because if your why is strong enough, you know, everything would, you know, will fall into place. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, Simon Sinek, I've, uh, I've really liked some of his videos and his books. I was just, um, I don't know if you've seen the, the trust, uh, what's that called? Uh, was a variation or variance where he, there's a the what and then the why kind of mm -hmm. takes the takes the graph off. I forget the trust gap. Okay, that's okay. that's the analysis that he did in terms of how you can create a a positive gap right. when you pivot on the question why. Mm -hmm. And I think his famous right. video of you know uh, how he works with the Navy SEALs and you know, who they choose on their team, right, essentially okay. is, is kind of based on trust. So trust and, you know, if they really understand the why they're doing this stuff, mm -hmm. right? Um, right. Okay, good, good. So, um, so how does that kind of help you mm -hmm. with uh, your life and your work, right? This, this mindset and this approach of, hey, if I, if I have this approach of, let me solve the first why, and then we go to the what and the how, how does that kind of help you? overall at work as well as at life? Yeah, that's a def definitely um, a great question. So for me, I started, um, when I was younger, I thought the definition of success was about, you know, having a great car, having a big house, you know, having a lot of materialistic things um, in life, you know, um, at, you know, position of your title, position of your job at your career, then I started to realize, you know, that's not what success is about, right? Success is, you know, how many lives are better off because you lived, right? Um, and that's how I think of success. That's why for me, you know, that's my main why, right? I was born in 1996 and what am I going to do with the line, you know, that's in the between till, the, till my death, right? Am I still going to be, you know, um, do something where I'm not going to be remembered in a way, right? I want to, so for me, I started to realize, you know, I want to be an impact. I want to be an influence to other people some way, some way possible, you know? So that's why I started to realize that's my why, right? I want to be remembered when I'm gone from this earth, right? Because all of us are going to go away at some point, but the thing was for me, I want to be remembered some way. 
right? So that's when I started to look at the why in a bit um, and see how I, I was able to kind of connect that to, you know, what I'm doing right now, you know, in a way. So, yeah, so for me, I feel like the career that I'm in right now, you know, my stepping, it's probably just starting right now. I feel like this career, this starting point is something that can really lead me, you know, to the ultimate why that I have in my life. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm chuckling because I haven't met a 25 year old who, who answers this question this way. So I'm, I'm so proud, Shobhan. I'm so proud of, you know, the way you're thinking. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Keep that going. Yeah. I think that's going to have a humongous impact, not just on you, your family, right. and, but, you know, your friends. But I think it's going to have, it's going to have a tremendous impact on the world. So that's yeah. awesome. So thank you. Yeah, t t talk to me a little more about, um, you know, when you say remembrance or legacy, you're essentially right. referring to the positive impact you can leave behind people, right? right. So mm -hmm. how have you thought through some of the aspects of that quote unquote legacy that uh, at least, you know, in your, in your experience, in your mind that you're, you're, you've thought about? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So as I said, um, in the beginning, for me, I just love to give back, you know, for me, there's a quote, I think that I remember, you know, always, always have the mindset of always giving back, you know, always give back, and don't expect anything in return, because in the end, you're going to get abundance of it later on, you know, so for me, I've been giving up, you know, I gave a lot to charity to donations to back in India, you know, I'm from Kolkata. You know, we had a big tsunami or a hurricane a few years ago, and it was big devastation that happened, right? So our family here, my brother and I, we raised a lot of money to give back to home. So for me, that's the ultimate um, legacy that I want to be able to create under my last name. Our family last name is be able to create a foundation where we can have that continue growth, you know, back back home or here you know mm -hmm. and also another is be able to um open up a school you know open up an education system back home you know where a lot of kids are not able to um achieve that you know because um in india right a lot of people can't even get, go past um even high school right so for me i want to be able to create something where i can um you know be able to just pay a full amount of their um, education um, till college, you know, and be able to give that back, you know, because I understand, you know, education is so important, you know, um, we really need that we really need to educate people with the right things. Um, because that's what, you know, those, they are the future of the country, you know, they are the future of the leaders of the country in a way. So for me, you know, that's, those are my two things, you know, be able to create an educational system, and be able to create a charity in a way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm going to chill for you and, you know, help you in any which way is, uh, you know, you, you I can, you know, in helping you get there. That'll be awesome to kind of uh, partner to do something right. in that regard because I, yeah. I, similar thought. I've never really organized my thought. This mm -hmm. endeavor has right. been the starting point of an end of, you know, kind of starting point to kind of see right. what we can do and where we can go. So who, uh, you know, I'm sure your parents played a, a, a large role in kind of shaping those values and your family played a large role, right? But who would be 
and also the books that you read, you know, the authors played a role. But if you were to kind of enlist the folks that played an impactful role for you to kind of develop this view, this vision, right. or I call, you know, what we call the world view, the way you see the world, mm-hmm. um, who would that be? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think um, when I was in my junior year of college, I um, I saw a quote, um, I saw from somewhere, um, it says, um, five years from now, you know, you become an average of five people you associate with, the books that you read and the audios that you listen to, you know? So ever since, you know, my junior year, I, that's where I started to kind of differentiate myself from rest of my peers, right? Where everyone else was partying on the weekend and everyone was doing, you know, those college things, you know, I started to kind of um, steer the other way. You know, and I was like that, you know, I feel like ever since, you know, um, middle school where I was always doing something where everyone else was doing the same thing, right? I always wanted to step, um, separate myself from the crowd. So I think um, in that sense, you know, um, my parents, you know, played a big part. Also, uh, another couple that um, I actually got connected to, you know, they're, um, they're, both of them were very, were very successful in their careers, but they, they also have a business right um where they actually walked away from their career you know in their early 30s and based on that they're able to have the choices to do what they want you know so by having that association you know i was able to you know kind of expand my mind to you know what was the possibility you know or what life was about on how i can create the lifestyle you know um that i want so i think my parents and um, the couple that I got connected to, you know, um, I think they would be um, two, two, they, they would be the main um, people that um, kind of associated to, you know, how I'm thinking right now and based on my thoughts and also, um, also the books that I've been reading, right? Also the podcast, you know, that I've been listening, you know, for a few years now. That is awesome. Yeah. Associations are so crucial and, and they can sometimes make or break people, right, uh, right. early on in their lives. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you've been used to kind of going against the grain a little bit, right? Swimming right, against, yeah. you know, <laughs> against the, um, you know, stream, right? Um, yeah. What What did that What did that kind of bring to you? What kind of pressures did that bring to you when you kind of went against the grain? Mm-hmm. You know, you were swimming against the stream in some right. sense, right? When everybody went one way, you were choosing, mm-hmm. in some sense, to go the other way. What pressures did it add to you, or it might not have added, but I'm just asking, did, did you face any pressures, peer pressure? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I don't know. That's that's a really good, good question. I never thought about it. You know, I always, um, but I think when I started doing a little bit things differently, I started to think, you know, the things that I'm doing right now, you know, is that going to really help me achieve my goals five to 10 years, right? And if they're not going to help me, I'm going to stop doing them. <laughs> Right. So based on that thought, you know, that's where I started to kind of not do things. Right. And along the way, I lost a lot of friends. Right. I used to party every weekend, every other weekend. So when I stopped partying, you know, I didn't hear back from those friends. Right. And I started to kind of, um, you know, my circle, you know, started to get smaller and smaller. But the influence and the wisdom started getting bigger and bigger. Right. Because. A lot of my friends, you know, they're planning for the weekend, you know, they're planning for, you know, what I'm going to do next week, this weekend, 
But for me, I was planning for the future, right? What am I going to do five years from now, 10 years from now? You know, how am I going to live? You know, what about my family? You know, where will I be living? You know, what about, you know, the lifestyle? So for me, I started to think more. And based on that, those decisions, um, like I said, you know, I lost a few friends. I lost, um, I lost that kind of like, that college experience that most people talk about, you know, but I had that, you know, in the beginning, right, the first and second year, then um, I just started to get more serious about my future. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you would call it a loss, but, you know, right. we'll call it a loss for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you, you, you stood to pro- probably, not probably, most likely gain mm-hmm. by making that choice. Right. Now, when you look right. back, you can kind of say, it was a good choice, right, to yeah. make, which which very few actually make because there's a very little stamina right. to kind of think long-term and act in that consistent way in the short-term. Right, right. I think a lot of people, especially my generation, you know, they want that instant gratification, right? They don't really know about the delayed gratification, right? Delaying something now where in the long term you'll have more of it you know abundance of it right um i don't know if you uh, um know about the marshmallow uh story <laughs> right from the study yeah, you know about yeah, that? yeah 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 i we keep talking about it to the girls you know yeah around, and we keep giving them some small tests mm-hmm. to hold like self-control right, right? go go for it though explain that yeah go go for it explain that yeah yeah so from this study you know i think it was through harvard or something i'm not sure the publication but basically you know two young kids you know um so so one kid right um a parent gave a marshmallow and they went away and um and they basically told the kid you know um if you take the marshmallow um you know, if no, let's say if you don't take the marshmallow, I'll give you a um, hundred dollars or something like that, right? And um, and the mom came back into the room, and the kid actually, you know, ate the marshmallow. You know, so he didn't really wait for it. Whereas there was a um, another kid in a different room where the mom gave the marshmallow to that kid, and um, the mom said, you know, if you wait, you know, thirty or thirty minutes or so, you know, I'll come back. And if you don't eat it, you know, I'll give you the hundred dollars. Right. And the mom came back 30 minutes after um, and the kid actually did not eat the marshmallow and she was rewarded the hundred dollar bill. So that if you just kind of kind of see the full picture in a way that if you do delay gratify, you know, the things that you're going to do this weekend, the things, you know, and, you know, instead of buying this car to show it off to your friends and stuff if you just delay that in the long term you know the rewards um and the results will be definitely worth it yeah definitely. did i explain that correctly? you did yeah. you did you yeah. did you know they, they actually in fact went so that experiment actually became a study right which uh, which uh, one of the universities i forget which one is in massachusetts or harvard um they studied the individuals mm-hmm who participated now they, they they created a controlled environment right and they actually brought kids in and they studied the kids for like 30 years yeah for the long term yeah for the long term and mm-hmm. and funny enough that the people who had self-control actually did way better 
than the than the kids who did not exercise self control and as you're saying delayed gratification right versus yeah. you know immediate uh, gratification mm-hmm. so how so that so you know not to i, I wouldn't categorize a generation in a particular mm-hmm. way right but, right um but i do see a lot more of that in the younger folks right uh, millennials centennials that the the effort to reward that cycle is expected to be faster right and and there seems to be a, a need to receive reward immediately post the efforts put in right, right. Mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that may not be the reality of the world maybe in a digital world we could see some stuff like you know get likes or whatever on facebook instagram it's instant gratification right. mm-hmm. but some of the things in the world really don't kind of match with that speed <laughs> right absolutely you know? you're right right like like you're saying knowledge and wisdom and experience mm-hmm. and and some of these things they they come over a period of time and as you said they they have a curve which goes flat and then spikes up right, right abundance right. at yeah. some point in time yeah yeah i think a lot of people you know kind of going with that you know um the younger generation or i'm not sure you know as you said i don't want to discriminate but like um but i think i feel like social media has a big role in this right um because most people you know um a lot of people you know are on social media right it has increased so much and the younger generation are also on social media so i feel like they crave that you know attention in a way like the dopamine effect right they crave that likes they crave the comments right so where you know if they post something they want to see you know how many comments that they get how many likes that they get within a few minutes you know and that just kind of shows how you know a lot of them are don't really uh, you know don't really have that delayed gratification mindset you know they're really want something instantly you know they don't want to be patient you know they don't want to be able to as you said put put the efforts or something to actually get the results in the long term yeah yeah you're you you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and and i think even my generation with gen xers mm-hmm. right um we're also caught up in that right because right. most of the time we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling mm-hmm. and 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 in some sense dopamine i, I don't know if you watch did you watch that uh, documentary social dilemma I don't know if you I watched did. it. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see you yeah. can see how you know your revenue model is the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in you know you 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 ought to you have to kind of uh, um you have to in some sense um manipulate even the individual to do at the behest of the media, right? Right, right. Uh, in order to make money. right you want them to be in a position you want them to see something you want them to push a button mm-hmm. so that yes. they give you what response they expect of you so they can sell that response off right so right right it's getting crazy it right is crazy <laughs> it is it is yeah that that yeah. uh documentary kind of just um put a lot of it together you know in a way because that's that's the reality that's we're living in right now it is a reality that we're living in yeah. and, and to escape that right so are there some things that you do even today to kind of escape that to first to be aware 
right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, the temptation is always around us, right? What do you do? What are some of the things that you do to one, make yourself aware, hold yourself accountable, and even keep going against the grain, going against this, this, uh, you know, this, this instant gratification kind of mindset? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a great question. So for me, you know, when I'm on my phone, I don't really have my notifications on for all my app. You know, I turn them on, off because for me, I don't want to be controlled by my cell phone, right? I want to be in control of it, right? I want to know when, you know, I am, I can check, check my notifications or check the app or text messages at my certain time, right? Because if I have the notification, it's going to keep ringing and ringing and I'll probably get distracted from my own work that I'm doing, right? So for me, that's how I kind of um, kind of isolated, isolate that in a way. And nowadays, you know, um, I, st- I stopped actually watching TV. You know, it's been a few years since I think two or three years that I haven't really watched TV, you know, because I feel like there's just so much, you know, negativity out there in the world. You know, I like to protect my brain in a way, right? <laughs> um, because whatever I know, whatever goes in from one year, you know, it's going to come out, you know, the other. Mm. So for me, I'm very protective of my brain um, because, um, because I don't want to have um, that negativity, you know, kind of go into it, right? It's just very hard to kind of um, dilute the negativity once it's there because if, it, if you have a lot of negativity, you know, that means you got to put so much more positive in you know, compared to having a little positive and a lot of negativity. So for me, I'm very protective of, you know, who I listen to, who I get influenced, you know, what I listen to, you know, what books I read, you know. So for me, that's how I kind of, kind of not follow the the trend of what everyone else is doing, you know, kind of know my why, like my internal why and see, you know, the things that I'm doing right now, will they get me the results, you know, in the long term? Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. And the battle is there. Really, the content, the consumption of the content and the time that we spend on content, Mm -hmm. right, is really the key to shape our minds and to keep this brain kind of active. And uh, as you said, I, I think you said it beautifully when you said, you don't want the phone to control you. You want to control the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the opposite, unfortunately, for right. many, many, mm-hmm. many, many, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If yeah. you just look at the purpose of a phone, right? It was built to just kind of help <laughs> us in a way, right? Nowadays, it just <laughs> took so many people's lives, you know? They're constantly oh, yeah. just on it, you know? Um, when they, Before they even go to bed, you know? And that's so bad um, for your mentality, you know, right, right. I'm guilty of that as well. You know, there's a, there's a, I keep checking on the screen hours, right? Every mm-hmm. week it gives you analysis. Yeah. So I try and kind of trend it and keep it below, you know, hours, but I still spend, I'd say about five hours on the phone, mm-hmm. which is bad uh, because you're on the computer right. and on the phone, right? So everything put together, you're probably 12, 13 hours mm-hmm. on on these things and yeah. if you don't then manage the content that's coming through you're just consuming junk mm-hmm. right yeah right yeah very true very true yeah thank you friends for sparing time and listening 
to the episode and hope you guys enjoyed the conversation between Sobhan and I. Delayed gratification, you know, really challenging topic, especially with the cell phones and, you know, all the social media that is around us. Um, people are struggling to put in consistent effort and not be gratified at the moment. And I think we we're so dependent on the dopamine uh, likes or, you know, how many people reshared or whatever the metrics today we have of social media that can eat into our lives. And uh, I think it was really refreshing for me. It was really convicting to my own heart, to be honest with you, as I start to think about the way I am being controlled by these instruments and uh, you know, I think it's high time for us to kind of take a step back and look into our own life. So hopefully this has been an inspiration. If you're inspired, leave us a comment in the platforms that you stream these episodes from or go to our website, uh, which is sharethewell.community and you'll find that link in the notes section. Uh, thank you so much for your um, participation and we really look forward to your contribution as well. And talk to you guys next week uh, as we continue the conversation with Sovan. Take care. Have a blessed weekend.